We've all heard the phrase, don't feed the trolls. But what if that troll pastors your church? Today, more and more pastors and Christian leaders are going online and building their platforms through social media. They're having thousands of people watch their Instagram reels. They tweet 20 plus times a day. And they're even doing some of those TikTok dances. Now, some are just having fun and they're using their platforms to talk about important issues and encourage people. But others are using their platforms to become some of the most divisive voices online. Today, we're asking if pastors and Christian leaders should be allowed to be trolls online. Is there a difference between being divisive in real life and being divisive online? Does social media matter? That's really the question today. Let's get into it. My name is Dean and welcome to Theo Live, a live YouTube show airing every Monday where we talk about theology, church, and culture. Now let's get into it. Hey, welcome back to Theo Live. Today we're talking about the trolls. And I know that as soon as I say something like that, there are going to be people who are going to come for me. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to my channel. Um, yeah, we're talking about trolls, and we're going to be talking about some pastors that kind of fit into the whole thing of being a troll. Uh, I definitely want to say hi to a few people before we get things going, and I do have an announcement that I'll be talking about in a little bit, but Luke was here. Uh, and said, remember that you're on social while talking about this. LOL, don't blow it. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be a troll today. <laughs> I hope I'm never a troll. Uh, but we're going to talk about the difference, okay? Some of you guys call people trolls when they're not being a troll. And some of you guys are like, oh, we're speaking. We're standing for truth, speaking the truth in love. And it's like, where's the love? We're going to talk about that. Uh Andrea is here looking forward to this episode. Appreciate you being here. John says rush faster because I was a little late getting to the stream today. Can't help it. Got daddy duties that come first. Uh, John also said, also look at that beard in the thumb. Looks so good. I appreciate it. Uh, might, might need a trim just, you know, just being honest, might need a trim, but those are, those are conversations we could have on Friday. Friday, we're going to do a chill stream. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, John, good to see that you dropped the whole Theo persona and renamed the show to The Olive in a Pennant. Yeah, uh, John, you're late to that joke. Uh, about like five weeks late. So if you're going to come on this show and yes, oh, there you even caught on. Wait, am I trolling you right now? Yeah. Yeah, you are. I don't see any love here, John. Whenever you pop in. It's always, you know, the Theo jokes. <sighs> what are you doing, man? I'm just kidding. Uh, you, you could troll a little bit. We could have fun. We could poke fun at each other. Big difference between that and being a troll, but we'll discuss it here in a minute. Andrea, yay, it's the olive. Haha, ha, just trolling you. Sorry. Look what you started, John. <laughs> look, look what you did. Yo, yo, what's the haps? Eh. What is a haps? I'm not on TikTok. Actually, I am. I started a TikTok like two weeks ago. Again, conversations for Friday Chill Stream. I need to get, you know, I do the whole intro video and then I just go off the rails immediately after. Uh, Irish Warrior. Remember, being a Christian doesn't mean you're weak and cowardly. Okay, yeah. Uh, I would say that's accurate. 
I uh, don't know exactly where that's coming from, but I think that's true. Uh, we're, let's let's talk about what it means to be a troll because, you know, you might be like, hey, Dean, you know, you don't you aren't an expert on everything. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm not an expert on everything and I've never claimed to be. You know, we talk about theology, but we do it casually. You know, I've got I've said it before. I've got degrees. They're over somewhere on the wall. Some are not. Some are just sitting on bookshelves. And it's like, why did I pay all that money for them? But, you know, like I'm I don't have a doctorate. Uh, I'm not someone who's going to hop onto YouTube and go into the like the depths of the riches of, I don't know, some theological subject. I can't even think of one right now. <laughs> so, like, like that's not what my channel's about. Like we talk about theology casually we talk about you know what's going on in the church um so we're we're not going to go super deep into like some of these things but you know like i talk about these things and when i do uh i get people who hate on me like a lot and like you know i'm not here just to whine about people who make all kinds of comments but also i'm here to call you out a little bit so today is a little bit of that, all right? Uh, you might sense a little bit more attitude. I'm going to try to do it in a grace-filled way. Uh, but, you know, I've gotten a lot of comments lately. Uh, you know, it seems if you talk about certain people, you know, you're going to get people who are going to come for your throat. And they're going to say all kinds of nasty things about you. Uh, I have had comments. Comments that I haven't shown anybody, not even like my YouTube buddies, of some of the nastiest stuff of calling me all kinds of names, talking about my wife, like there are trolls. So I might not be an expert on every aspect of theology, even though I would like to think that I'm, you know, sufficiently knowledgeable about some of these things, but I'm not an expert. Uh, but here on, on being a troll, I'm going to claim to be an expert on this one. <laughs> like anyone who goes onto YouTube and talks about the things that I talk about are going to have trolls. They're like those people are just going to come. Uh, you put a name on something, people are going to come for you. And it's not always just hey, you know, like I disagree with you. You know, it's not like someone like who has a a pipe and they're smoking and maybe like they like have like the suit jacket with the patches on, looking all scholarly, and they're like, actually. I would have a point that I would like to discuss with you and like actually have a conversation. No, most of the time it's like, Hey, you're this, this, and this and cussing at me even to like talk about some theological point that they disagree with because that's their friend. Like that's, that's either their friend or their hero. And they want to say all kinds of things of, Hey, don't come at my guy. Well, you know, I deal with ideas. I don't deal with people. So there is a big difference between that. But when those people come at me, do you think they're dealing with ideas? Uh-uh. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, they're, they're saying all kinds of things about me, my appearance. Um, they're, they're saying things about my education, even though they probably don't even know that I have three degrees in theology. So like some of these guys that they talk about, I think I actually have more degrees than them. Just saying. <laughs> Like, like a lot of them are like, like saying all kinds of things. So I won't get into the details of what they say, but let me just say, I'm an expert on trolls. I got lots of them. Uh, I, my friends here on YouTube, they got lots of them. 
anyone who goes onto some public platform and puts out their thoughts in, you know, somewhat of an unfiltered way. You know, me, maybe different from other people on YouTube. Like, I, I'm just honest. I just say my thoughts. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, water it down. I'm just going to be kind of blunt. You know, that's just kind of who I am. So that's what I do. And so a lot of people don't like that. Some of you guys, everyone here, most of the time, you guys like it, you know. And it, it, I'll just hit the button again so you can hit the like button let people know that we're streaming today. Um, but, you know, I get my haters. So I would claim to be an expert on trolling. Now, there, are, there is a difference. You know, um, Irish Warrior says, remember been a, uh, being a Christian doesn't mean you are weak and cowardly. And to that, I would agree. Like there is a sense where if someone says something strongly, that people will accuse that person of being a troll. Now, this could be me on my show saying something strongly. It could be you in the comment section typing it out and saying it strongly, and others will look at that as an attack. That's kind of just what's happened in our culture, that we just kind of look at people who have strong opinions and we say, oh, well, they're obviously being a hater or a troll. But that's not necessarily the case. Like the Bible is filled with people who say things strongly. And throughout Christian history, we've seen that. You know, sometimes, you know, maybe maybe Martin Luther was a little bit of a troll, okay? <laughs> like some of the things he said, you go on to like that Martin Luther uh, uh, generator of all like the sarcastic things that he would say, uh, and like just mean things that he would say about people, maybe, maybe a little bit of a troll. Uh, but throughout Christian history, we've had tons of people who have said things very strongly. So being a troll doesn't mean that, all right? Being a troll doesn't mean that you can't, or trying not to be a troll, doesn't mean that you can't say things strongly or believe strongly on something, or even holding what some might view as an extreme position. You know, a couple months ago, I talked about Calvinism, and it's one of the things that constantly comes up uh, in, in anything I do here online because it's a big part of my theology. Uh, so that is a pretty extreme view. And I think that there is a certain Venn diagram uh, because of like the, the, the extremeness, if you will, uh, of that view, that there are going to be more people in that view who are going to be extreme about other things. There's a certain attractiveness about that. So sometimes it does have a correlation of having like an extreme position leading to someone having, you know, some mean things to say online or saying things, uh, not just strongly, but like being a jerk. Being a jerk is an actual thing. <laughs> it, uh, you know, you might not find that word in the Bible, but there are plenty of jerks in the Bible. We have lots of accounts of different kinds of jerks and jerks are still around today, even in the comment section, even online, even some pastors. So there has to be a difference, a balance, if you will, between the idea of saying something that you believe very strongly and saying it strongly and not being a coward and being, you know, uh, upfront, uh, not abrasive, but upfront with your ideas and then also going a little bit too far. So it's not speaking your opinion that makes someone a troll. And I would also say that sometimes the way that you interact with someone, uh, it doesn't have to be rainbows and butterflies all the time. All right. Sometimes in having a conversation, uh, 
there might be a time where you need to use some sarcasm for an example. Um, sometimes someone will say something and it's so ridiculous that you should come back with some kind of sarcastic statement. Now, where, where do I get that? I get that from Jesus. Okay. <laughs> like look through the gospels, look through specifically the gospel of Luke. Um, I did a huge years long study through the gospels of Luke and preaching through that, that, that gospel and looking at the heart of Jesus and who he was as a person. And there were plenty of times where Jesus would be sarcastic with someone. So it isn't like, all right, if someone is sarcastic or maybe, um, like they, they might even use like a laughing emoji, you know, in, in a comment or, or reply back. Cause I'm talking about online stuff like social media, like Twitter, like Instagram here on YouTube in the chat, uh, TikTok, even though like I have an account, I, I don't really do anything. I drop, I drop some shorts on there. That's it. Yeah. Like. I don't know what else to do on there. I'm not doing any of the dances, okay? Um, but I think it's okay, and I think it's appropriate, because there are people in the Bible who do it uh, and are said to be righteous, and, of course, Jesus is righteous, and he does it. So I don't think being periodically sarcastic or um, maybe even some would use the word condescending, and I need to be a little bit careful there, um, but some people might look at the way Jesus interacts with, say, like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, uh, and look at that as some condescension there. Well, one, it's the God of the universe, so he gets to condescend, right? Like <laughs> you're beneath him, <laughs> but, but also there's, there's love behind that and he's trying to teach them something. So I do believe that there, there is a way for people, specifically Christians to be able to use sarcasm online uh, and be able to interact with people. Now, when can you do that? Well, that's, that's a big topic because you need to know people. Like, I don't, I don't think that like some stranger who comes at you, uh, unless it's like filled with all kinds of hate and you're just kind of like, okay, whatever, you know, just, I'm going to have to laugh this off to stop from crying, but it's okay because here on YouTube, you drink your tears to make you stronger. I don't know if you knew that. But that's, that's, that's how you need to roll if you're going to be on YouTube. Um, <laughs> but uh, sometimes, you know, that's an appropriate way to go. And sometimes if you don't know that person, you can you can send them spiraling. And even online, this will be something that we'll talk about here in a little bit. But even online, we need to be so careful about how we interact with people because we don't want them to fall into sin. Uh, even if we're disagreeing about something, even if they're opposing you on something, we need to be very careful that we don't send them into like this, this darkness of depression. And some people who react that kind of way online, that's where they're coming from. There are a lot of hurting people. Let me tell you this. I'm also an expert in this, that there are many hurting people here on social media. They, they come to social media because they don't have, uh, maybe not they like not all, um, but maybe they come to social media and they interact with people because they don't have people that they can interact with, or at least in that way in their real life. And so they come online to try to find that kind of kinsmanship over ID, uh, ideologies, uh, uh, out of theology. They're trying to find at least in some way, a biblical word fellowship over that. And so we need to be careful that we're not sending them, you know, into this like, um, like depressing kind of dark state of mind to where 
wow, this person that I've watched for hours or I've interacted with or I started following on Twitter for a long time and they just like shot me down so fast and like we're so belittling. We need to be very careful that if we like those people who interact with us online, we got to know who they are a little bit before, you know, we can use some of these sarcastic things to help them see things like Jesus did uh, with the Pharisees and Sadducees to enable to teach them something, to lovingly teach them something through sarcasm. So I don't think being sarcastic or using humor is something that would necessarily make you a troll. Another thing I want to talk about is actually going at somebody, like confronting someone online does not make you a troll. If you disagree with me about something, you are welcome to disagree with me. Like you are a person, <laughs> you, you have your own thoughts, your own ideology, and you would like to espouse that ideology and tell me, Hey, I disagree with you about something. So someone who would come at me and, and oppose me, it doesn't automatically put you into the troll group. Like maybe you have something right that I need to hear <laughs> like that, that I need to, to correct myself on something. I want to know that. Now, maybe it wouldn't be like the best way to do it in like the chat section. Maybe hit me up on Instagram or something like that and let me know privately, depending on what it is. You know, if I said something and it was totally off base, you're welcome to call me out on that. Now, don't expect me to change, like be persuasive. <laughs> like, don't just be like, you're wrong. You're dead wrong. I'm never watching a video again. You know, like that kind of stuff. That's not going to persuade anyone. We'll talk about what the Bible talks about as far as our speech goes and how we can do these things rightly. Uh, but just confronting someone doesn't automatically make you a troll. Now, uh, I need to send something over. Just a second. Forgot forgot to do this like i had to put a uh, little one down for a nap and uh so he was he was not happy before the show um but i'm gonna give you a definition of a troll that i actually think is pretty good and it's from a place that i was always told hey you're not supposed to quote that thing so uh we're we're gonna be talking about that in just a sec uh let me let me see john okay i can i can back to the I can go back to the OG joke your wife started. All right. I don't even remember what that is. He remembers. I don't. John, the other John, uh, I get called a heretic at least once a day on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that's some of the nicer stuff. <laughs> but Andrea, uh, I hit the like button, even though you never seem to actually talk about the olives. Oh, so disappointing. I'm so sorry for all the olive fans. I don't like olives. I might be the only Italian on the planet who doesn't like olives. At least that's over the age of six who <laughs> doesn't like olives. But um, but it's in the logo. Uh, I drink a gallon of tears every day. Yep. And it make, like, look how ripped you're getting, John. Look how ripped you're getting. You drink your tears to make you stronger. Uh, John Hayes. I don't. I don't think you'd put up with my shenanigans if we didn't have interaction before this. My sarcasm can be overpowering. That's a really good point, John. Like to to like we have an online friendship and we've interacted a ton both here on this channel and other channels. And so I know 
that he's kidding. I know what kind of person he is. And for some of us to come at people, and even if we're using sarcasm, and even if that sarcasm isn't just to like put some humor into the conversation, but it's to try to convince them of something, like, like I said, as often Jesus did, um, we need to be careful that we know that person to be able to have them receive that and not view it as an attack. And how we word that needs to be like, we need a lot of wisdom in this conversation. Um, <laughs> you need to put olives in your fingers before eating them. Then you will like them. Nope, not true. Not true. That's what bugles are for. Uh, John Adams. Wow. I'm the other John now. <laughs> uh, for now, for now, uh, to be, to be fair, uh, John Hayes was here a lot longer before you. Like he was here way, way before you. Uh, he's, he is one of the OGs. So I let him slide on some of this Theo Olive stuff. Anyways, let's get to some real stuff here. Let's look at Wikipedia because everything on Wikipedia is accurate and true, right? Mm -mm, maybe not. All right, but let's, let's look at this. Uh, so this is from Wikipedia and I actually think it's a pretty good description. As I said, I am the expert on trolls. So no, not the expert. I would say I am an expert in internet slang. A troll is a person who posts inflammatory, insincere, digressive, extraneous, or off topic messages in an online community, such as social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc., YouTube. I don't know why they left that out. Uh, a news group, forum, chat room, online video game, or blog with the intent of provoking readers into dis uh, displaying emotional responses or manipulating others' perception. This is typically for the troll's amusement or to achieve a specific result, such as disrupting a rival's online activities or manipulating a political process. Even so, internet trolling can also be re uh, defined as purposefully causing confusion or harm to, other, uh, to users online for no reason at all. All right, so what I like about this is the way that they describe some of the actions from the troll. And I think that's super important when we're trying to define that because not everyone who is coming at you, confronting you, who is uh, using sarcasm, who, who is doing all these things is a troll. That's not accurate. You know, sometimes people need that in order to be able to understand uh, someone else's different point of view uh, and to speak that in, in a blunt way fashion sometimes so it's not just that but inflammatory so they're coming at you and maybe they're putting you down and maybe they're using extreme language to put you down uh they're being insincere so that that um that conversation isn't a real conversation this is huge this is this is one of the biggest things that i've seen here on youtube is the the fact that when people have a conversation they aren't actually having a conversation they're trying to find something so that they can win. And that's, that's what we see online a lot too. Just like not even on, you know, me making content here, but Twitter, especially people just trying to dunk on people. You know, that's kind of like the phrasing that gets put around a lot. So it's not an actual conversation. It isn't sincere. It isn't just trying to like, Hey, what do you think? Here's what I think. You know, maybe, maybe one of us needs to change each other's minds. You know, like that, that would be an actual conversation that develops real relationship. And a lot of these times these trolls will come in and they'll have insincere conversations. 
they're they're wanting to pick at something that you said, something that you tweeted, something that someone else tweeted, someone someone else is having the conversation, you're maybe in the comment section or interacting with those ideas and they're just trying to you know put something down and and so they're using flowery language sometimes at the beginning because they're trying to you know get into the conversation but it's not an actual conversation it's i have an agenda coming in here and if my agenda isn't met then i'm going to burn the bridge and that happens a lot uh if you like some of these times like there's a reason guys why i'm just done you know with like the eight different paragraphs for conversations here in the comment section i'm kind of just done answering those if you leave those I'm just not going to answer them. The reason why is because if I invest that time to really think through those eight paragraphs and they're not three sentences long, okay? <laughs> like these are like eight sentences, so 64 sentences, if you will. If I read through those and I'm really thinking through them and I'm trying to actually deal with it in a sincere way, a lot of times if I respond with, you know, like maybe a paragraph, uh, I'll get like 30 more and it doesn't have anything to do with what I said. So like those kinds of conversations, that's insincere. Now, I'm not saying that those persons were exactly trying to do that each and every case, but that's kind of how I view that. So I'm just kind of done answering those long conversations because if I interact with them, you're not going to interact with what I said. You're just on an agenda to get to the point of what you were trying to say. Um, and that's not how conversations work. We interact and uh, in that interaction, we actually react to what the other person says. That's having a sincere conversation. Uh, it's digressive, so it's not building on anything. It's not edifying. Uh, it's extraneous. It's off topic. Uh, and, you know, all, all over the place, online, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, comment section, all that kind of stuff. But here's the, here's the big part that I also agree with. So the actions of the troll, but also the motivation. This is huge. All right. Um, and it says, uh, with the intent of provoking readers into displaying emotional responses, like it is not knowledge based. It is not, Hey, I have a, a statement that I believe and then you come back with a statement that you believe and we can kind of interact about that. That is not what trolls do. They're trying to hurt you. <laughs> They're trying to actually make you feel something, whether it's sorrow, uh, whether it's, oh, oh, junk, I was wrong, you know, like, like, uh, and, and not just like, oh, I was wrong, but that you're just like depressed about it. Uh, they're trying to make you angry. They're trying to, uh, elicit some kind of emotional response from you that doesn't actually have anything to do with reality, uh, anything to do with uh, factual truths, like none of, none of that. They're trying to elicit some kind of or provoke readers into displaying emotional responses or manipulating others' perception. If you twist my words to try to get other people to view things the same way as you, you are a troll. If you go onto Twitter and you take uh, uh, an idea that a pastor or you know someone it might, it might have nothing to do with religion, maybe it's just about politics, and a lot of you guys are just buried deep in politics, and you go online and you take what did what did Joe Biden say this week, 
oh, I'm going to take that and I'm going to twist it. Everybody look at what I twisted and now we can all laugh at this thing. That's being a troll. Uh, or if you take a clip, people do this to me. Uh, they, if you take a clip of something that I say and you twist it and so like, look how funny it is. Ha ha. He couldn't pronounce Chris. I don't even know. I'm still at that loss. I don't know the guy. It's like fighting, fighting for the faith. Something about fighting, uh, Chris Rosen. I just always want to go Rosenbaum. I know it's not him. Okay. I know he didn't play Lex Luthor in Smallville, but that guy, you, you'll be like, ha, 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 look at that guy. He couldn't even say his name. That's being a troll. Yes, I called out a specific thing. All right. That bugged me. <laughs> but that's what being a troll is, it is trying to not actually have a conversation. It's insincere. It's pushing someone down and it's taking them out of context. It's taking their words and uh, basically twisting it to your own ends. And usually that means amusement rather than persuasiveness. And that's what being a troll is. Uh, so I do think that Wikipedia has a, has a pretty good handle on that. Now, what does the Bible say about it? What about Christians? Like the world, this happens all the time. All the time. <laughs> like like you, you will see people who take someone's words and they'll have they have even tv shows that are fully based on this idea of taking someone's words and twisting it to make fun of them like they're making millions and millions and billions of dollars most likely through the idea of trolling people regardless of propaganda that you see you know in like 10 seconds uh of like the more you know kind of stuff from nbc back in the day it's like be kind okay but then why do you have that show on your channel? Uh, but the, wor well, the world's going to do that. But what about us as Christians? We'll talk about it in just a sec. Let me hop back into the chat here, see what you guys are talking about. I hope it's not still olives. Uh, John, I think we may have gone back and forth to fill the time on the first Theo Live to help the analytics for a while. Then once it was getting more engagement, I backed out for a while. Uh, yeah, man, it's fine. You don't have to comment. <laughs> like, no worries. Uh, Steven, uh, what's your verdict on the, uh, the Christian content on YouTube? I found myself at odds with much of it, even those who generally hold to sound doctrine for much of negative character traits you've cited. Yeah, it's a huge problem. Like, and it's something that I constantly have to look in the mirror and ask, what am I trying to accomplish with this? I can honestly say that I have never made a piece of content that I thought wasn't important for you to hear, not because of someone's character, not because of who they are, but because of what they taught, what they said, and how it actually has an impact in your life. I can honestly say that, but that's something that I need to do constantly. Anyone who is making any kind of content, whether it's here on YouTube, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Instagram, TikTok, I don't know. I'm old. What is the new thing? <laughs> like, I think TikTok is the newest thing. But wherever you're making contact, uh, uh, content, whether it's a podcast even, like, hey, you need to be very careful that when you're talking about ideas that people espouse, that you make sure that you're talking about what they actually said, what they did. That's not gossip. Like this is something that I think is so important and something, if you talk about someone, there are going to be trolls who will say, Hey, 
you shouldn't even have said their name. Sorry, they're a public person. They're a public person. I can talk about, you know, what they said publicly. I don't want to speculate about what's said and done privately. That's where gossip tabloids live. All right. And some people uh, who troll people online, that's what they do. They want to get into the weeds about those things. I don't believe that's biblical. But there is a line that constantly has to be looked at, evaluated, and said, hey, you know, have I crossed it if you're making content of any kind? Now, there are lots of people who have crossed that line. You know, I don't want to get into the weeds either about who those people are. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll bring it up on a, on a show if they've uh, made a video or put out a video that, you know, was popular, that people are actually having an impact. I don't find obscure stories for this exact reason. Like, I'm not just trying to find random things to talk about. I want to talk about the things that you might actually be impacted by and try to evaluate that through the lens of Scripture um, and do it in a kind way. But there are lots of folks who don't. Uh, and I'm not trying to say I'm better than anyone else. I'm just saying it's something that we all need to evaluate constantly. John Hayes, timing usually doesn't let me hop in here for a moment. Oh, that's, no worries, man. I, I was just picking at you. Uh, uh, David Collins. Hey family, bless you, Dean. I mutually ask myself whether engaging in a conversation represents Christ well, or if I'm just trying to be right or have the last word. Uh, very important. Those are good questions to ask yourself. Um, <laughs> Andrea says pronounced Rose bro. Rose bro. Really? Okay. It's not the way I would have thought, obviously. <laughs> Uh, David Collins, if you find someone arguing with a fool, you found two fools. Uh, that's, that is a good point. Sometimes I think that a fool needs to be answered. And the Bible actually says that. Answer a fool by his folly. Um, there's, there's like a, a negative way to do that. And then the next verse is a positive way to do that. Um, but sometimes a fool needs to be answered is really the point there. Sometimes you need to just walk away. And sometimes a fool needs to be answered. So I do think that that's a point that needs to be talked about. Uh, and I think that applies to trolls too. I agree. Um, everyday gains. Uh, you could ask me that question again, uh, maybe um, in like a, I don't know, like the Friday chill stream. But yeah, um, trying to, I'm trying to stay on point so I don't go for two hours again. Okay. It's not, it's not good. It's not good for the analytics. Oh, that, that brings me to the announcement. Do you guys want to know the announcement? Uh, let, me, let me know in the chat if you want to know the announcement. Here's something. All right, before we get into what the Bible says about Christians and the ideas of trolling and how I think some pastors probably shouldn't be in their pulpits because of trolling. Yeah, I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, but uh, some of you guys know what I'm trying to do in my real life, which is plant a church. And something that uh, we've been working on is how financially we can get that done. And something that I love doing is hanging out with you guys and talking on this camera into this mic uh, and getting it out there and having interaction with you guys. I love doing YouTube by far the greatest hobby I've ever started. Also difficult also takes up a lot of time also very expensive so here's something because as i've been thinking about it 
you know, the channel keeps growing and I'm super excited about that. I'm ecstatic about it. So thankful for each and every person that watches these videos. Um, but something that I would like to see in the future is to where, like, this is a dream thing. Okay, guys, like you might look at this and go, bro, like you haven't even hit 2000 subscribers yet. Why are you thinking like this? Well, hey, if I could hit 2000, why not 10,000? Why not 10,000? Why not having more and more uh, people coming in and having community here on this channel and interacting with theology, which in a, in a, in a healthy way, in a way that isn't trolling, I hope um, to be able to have this channel grow into the point where it can also help ministry. Uh, so that being said, uh, I have a link down in the description. Some of you guys have asked me for it, and I'm going to bring it up for a couple weeks. Um, I don't have a, a Patreon. I don't have, you know, a buy me coffee thing. I don't think I'm at that point yet where I can ask people to regularly give me money in order for me to make content or to be able to give you a service. I don't believe that I'm there yet. Other people, they like that's that's their own business, how they handle that. For me, I have to go by my own conscience. And I just, like I, like I said multiple times, like Amazon Prime is 10 bucks and it gives you so much, okay? I'm not Amazon Prime, so I'm not going to ask that of you. But if you would like to help me make this channel better, to be able to do more streams, and that's a huge part of what I want to do moving into the future. Uh, as this channel grows, I expect to grow the content. I want to make it a little bit better. I want to invest more time into it. I want to be able to have just a few things that make it a little bit easier for me to stream. And so, yes, I have, have uh, I've put in the comments or uh, in the description of this video, uh, a link for my PayPal. Uh, what I will say, I am not begging. Okay. Uh, I am not expecting uh, but if you would like to help me make this channel a little bit better and help me get this, this idea of just, you know, turn on the camera, talking to the mic, hanging out with you guys and grow it and be able to make it just a little bit better, which I believe will help me to be able to grow it. And maybe eventually this could also help my church planting endeavor to be able to actually bring in some money into the home to where I could do YouTube and plant the church and not have to have like another job. Uh, that's kind of like that. There's other family stuff that's going on. My wife has a great job. So like, we're just looking at a few things and trying to be like, Hey, maybe this could actually happen. Like I never had the dream of like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to get a million subscribers. Okay. I ain't Alan Parr. All right. He's probably going to like, did he get there? I don't even know. I don't know how many he has, but he probably has tons and he's great at what he does. Uh, I'm not Alan Parr, but if we could get to a place where we have like 10,000 subs, regular viewing, I think that that would really help in our church planting endeavor and be able to free up some time for me to be able to make more content and also help out that ministry. So what I'm asking is if you are willing and able, big, big words, willing and able to help me out uh, by giving me 
some funds to be able to try to upgrade my gear a little bit and specifically a few things that I have in mind to be able to make streaming a, a lot easier uh, to make it uh, just like I got I got things you know rigged up like crazy okay uh, I have done YouTube on the cheap I've talked that about that a whole lot but if I want to grow the channel I do need to start getting better and better equipment and so I am asking and I'll be asking probably for the whole month of September, kind of doing like, hey, like a little pledge drive, I guess. <laughs> but hit up my PayPal link in the description and uh, help me out. You know, whether that's like five bucks or 50 bucks and it's a one time kind of deal to where you can be like, hey, I'm going to help you get a better lens. I'm going to help you get that bigger stream deck so that you can be able to do a lot more with your streaming. Hey, I'm going to help you be able to actually like pay for the eCam feature that allows you to do interviews on a regular basis. You know, things like that. All of this stuff on YouTube costs money. And so that is my big announcement. Also with that, there will be changes coming in the future with this channel. I'm not going to change. I haven't changed my theology. I'm not going to change the interaction. I want to be able to have more interaction. So I'm going to be doing more streams. And after each one of the streams is going to be an after live for a little bit. Uh, the after live where we can have some conversations about that. Or you can ask me random questions. And it can still be that first video where I, I stream for 10 to 15 minutes and it's together to help with my retention and i'm going to change the thumbnails up i'm trying to get better thumbnails to be able to have more click-through rates this channel is growing and i'm so thankful for that and the only reason why it is is because you watch it which is awesome uh and really what i want to do is be able to help other people who are not you also, well, I want to help you, but also more people to be able to have more people come to this channel. And yes, it would be awesome if this could even help raise up funds in the future to where, Hey, the church plant, you know, I could focus on that and not have to focus on another job and, and still, you know, my family could be well provided for all that stuff. I believe it's possible. And I'm stepping out on a limb and saying that online. I've never done that before. Because I think it's weird when people do it. <laughs> and yet here I am saying that I think that that's possible. Now, maybe I stall out at 2200 I don't know. <laughs> like, but I'm going to say that, hey, if you want to help me make this channel better, that link is in the description to try to get a little bit better gear. And no, I'm not asking every month for you to do it. Uh, in October, that link is going to come down, okay? This is like a pledge drive to see, you know, hey, if I could get just, just a stream deck, a bigger stream deck than my six button guy, like that would be like game changer for me, <laughs> okay? And so like, whatever. If you guys give me five bucks, if one of you guys at the end of September gives me five bucks, hey, that helps. You know, every every bit helps. So that, that's the big announcement. Be on the lookout. Things will change a little bit. Theo Live is staying the way it is for now. I'm not promising that it will always be this way, like the long stream on Mondays. I'm trying to get my retention rate um, just higher. It's really bad, especially when I had the timers. Hopefully the new intros are helping with that. This is all behind the scenes stuff, but that's the big announcement. I'm trying to do more things. So be on the lookout for more changes. But for right now, please, if you could, 
if if any of my stuff has been helpful for you please click that link give whatever your your heart is is telling you to do uh, the link is down in the description um, and yeah it's through paypal it's not going to be an ongoing thing just for the month of september doing a little bit of actually i want to do it one full month so should say september like you know like one full month is what it will be and uh you know any any bit helps all right now all of that done that was awkward i don't like doing that stuff i hate talking about those kinds of things if if you know me you'll know that was really awkward for me um but you know i'm gonna be awkward for a month i guess <laughs> but uh let's go over here and let's talk about the idea of a christian should a christian be a troll or could a christian be a troll i guess is the better question first off and the answer of course is yes like christian sin like just because you're a christian doesn't mean that you are not a sinner anymore so yes you could be a troll you could be divisive you could talk down to people you could be trying to elicit that emotional response instead of having an actual conversation you can be insincere with people we know because we've all done that in real life right like we've all had those conversations where we messed up and even maybe online we have moments where we mess up and uh, we interact with people in that way and we have to go back and apologize so like that happens it can happen but should it happen i believe the answer is a sincere honest flat out no like absolutely not christians should not be trolls and some some of you guys really need to hear that like don't be a troll don't go online just trying to hurt people or say the craziest thing you can maybe you deeply hold that belief but you say it in the most like blunt like no nuance way just to get a response from people and if you do that you're being a troll the bible talks a lot about our speech and there are tons of passages that we could look at i just really want to look at two all right proverbs is great talking about our speech and how we interact with people and we need to start realizing that the like the the further away we get from dial up the more real these conversations are online like it is not just oh yeah i was talking to someone on facebook it's i was talking to someone like that's the focus and then like where you talked about them is starting to like fall off uh, as far as importance go, like we are starting to have real friendships online. I talked about this the other day. John Adams is a real friend of mine, even though I've never met the guy. I hope to someday. I want to go to Disney World. Uh, I'm really je jealous of uh, uh, someone else going out and hanging out with him uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, but yeah, like we're real friends. We have real conversations online. The internet is real. I didn't know if you knew this, but the internet is an actual thing and people are actually interacting online. This is why the whole idea of DMs and like um, private chats and all of those and everything being looked at as like this negative thing is bizarre to me because here we are in 2022. We're having actual conversations online now. Real relationships are happening online. And just because they're not, you know, in the same room doesn't make it less of a, a relationship, a friendship, if you will. All right, so what does the Bible say about how we interact even online 
with our speech, the things that we type, I would categorize as things that we say. All right, Proverbs 16, verse 13. Righteous lips are a king's delight, and he loves one who speaks honestly. The key idea here is that when you talk in a way that isn't just flowery, all right, it's not just flattering for the sake of being flattering, or like, like I said, in, in an insincere way, but when your words are righteous, uh, when you actually love someone, you will actually be more persuasive. This is why I always say the greatest apologetic that any Christian has is their actual walk with Jesus Christ, that you actually live out the gospel. Because if you love Jesus, you will love others. And by loving others, they will see that you love Jesus. Like that, that is how we interact with people and they can actually see our love. They can see our motivations and it actually makes what we say about Jesus more persuasive. And we know that's true because of the people that don't like, they don't live like they love Jesus. And then they go on the street and evangelize. And how great is that? How does that work? Well, it's not going to work super great especially if that person knows them, right? If they're being a jerk and then they start talking about the gospel, like no one's going to listen to that gospel because they see that he's a jerk. Like how you talk with people shows how much you care. And when you care, people are going to listen. The Bible says this multiple times up here in uh, Proverbs 15, uh, verse four, the tongue that heals is a tree of life, but a devious tongue breaks the spirit. So yes, even how we talk with people can help us be persuasive in what we actually say, what we actually believe, and how we talk to people can also negatively impact that persuasiveness. That someone, you might be right. Even if you do something with me, like in the chat, all right? Uh, if you're in the chat and you say something and it's really mean, but you're right, I'm not probably going to listen to you because you were mean. Like I'm not going to be able to hear that truth. So how we talk with people, our tongue can impact the persuasiveness of the truth that we're saying. Uh, so if, if we're speaking the truth in love, that's way more persuasive than speaking the truth in wrath. Like, so that's why we do it, because we want people to hear that truth. We want them to believe in Jesus. We want them to be corrected on something. So speak the truth in love and not in an insincere way. We have to actually work on that idea of loving someone like actually love someone have a relationship with them before you actually interact with them and that might not always be possible but even in how we interact with them that speech can break us down pretty easily so all christians fit into this right everyone fits into this that yes we can see very clearly over and over again just a few passages but constantly throughout scripture you can see verse after verse about our speech being so important and how we display our character and you're not going to be known like uh what was what was the batman quote it's not it's not what i what i do that defines me it's who i am underneath right well no actually it's what you do so your interactions will show who you are underneath and so interact with people in a loving healthy way that's for their betterment not just to tear someone down so that's everybody but what about these pastors you know i put it in the thumbnail hello my name is pastor <laughs> with the troll so what about those guys well 
Titus 2, this, it's a debate uh, whether this is actually talking about elders or not, because uh, we're talking about older men. Uh, I would I would hold to the idea that it's not just about elders, but it's about those who are mature in the faith. Older men are to be self-controlled, worthy of respect, and sensible. Now, this word, sensible, is interesting. All right. Uh, if we go over here, I don't like to do all these things with you and do like deep dives into Greek and Hebrew or anything. But this idea of being sensible, it has this idea of being like moderate, like contained, that you you aren't just like lashing out at something. You're being sensible about it. You're being reasonable is another word that's often uh, this is interpreted as. Uh, the idea of being prudent. Like, this is not just flying off the rails at any ideology that comes your way. This is actually interacting with something and thinking through it. Like, taking time. This requires patience. Now, this word uh, only comes up here in Titus a couple times. And then the other only place in the New Testament is with the qualifications for a pastor. Look at these qualifications. We constantly find our way back to 1 Timothy chapter 3 here on this show. Because we're constantly interacting with things that are said, things that are done. Uh, but this saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be an overseer, he desires a noble work. An overseer, therefore, must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, self-controlled, sensible. So, again, this idea of being slow to thinking through something to being contained, not lashing out. And even we have some more qualifiers, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not greedy. And it goes on. So here I have these three uh, ideas highlighted because I believe that each one of these would fly in the face of being a troll online. You cannot be sensible and be a troll. Not online. Not in real life, not online. Not a bully, but gentle. You can't do that and be a troll online. Not quarrelsome. You can't do that. Like each one of these ideas would disqualify someone who was a troll. If you're a troll, you don't fit up to these things. Now, once again, being a troll doesn't mean that you can't say what you believe and you can't say it strongly. Being a troll doesn't mean that sometimes you use humor, including sarcasm, to make your point. Being a troll doesn't mean that you can't confront someone. It's the way that you do it. It's the fashion that you do it. It's the words that you use to accomplish that. Uh, it's the idea of not being someone who is going to, uh, you know, hypothetically debate someone. You know, that happens a lot in uh, like interacting with trolls. They'll use hypothetical arguments and say like, what if, and they try to describe like what they think you're doing, maybe even behind closed doors, like who you are as an actual person. And they'll like jump off the deep end with that and say, oh, well then you are this later on. Like that's what trolls do. And a pastor, a Christian leader who goes on to Twitter, who logs into their account every day, thinking of the most divisive way that they could say something is a troll and does not fit into the qualifications listed here. Uh, 
online matters. Being online matters. That is real life now. It's not just what you do online. It's not, oh, I was just going under a username. Like, do we remember the Mark Driscoll stuff? <laughs> I was just going by William Wallace, you know, and just saying some stuff. What we do online matters. It, it shows who we are. And if someone is going and they're constantly trying to say something in the most aggressive way that is not sensible, that is being bullying, that is quarrelsome, they're looking for a fight, they do not fit the qualifications of an elder. They just don't. I don't care what their name is. I don't care what organization they lead. I don't know. Uh, I don't care how many subscribers they have, how many followers they have, how many likes they had on their last Instagram reel. If they're going online and they're trying to say the most controversial thing possible, you know what they're really doing? They're trying to build a platform for themselves. They're trying to get those people upset. And the problem with that, one of the main problems that I see is that when someone does that and they go online and they try to say the most controversial thing, um, the thing about it is who are, who's listening? Well, yes, the world, but most of the people that follow them are not going to be, you know, unbelievers. It's Christians. And the people who are most likely going to interact with those ideas from, like, say, Twitter. Twitter, this happens a lot. I can think of specific accounts. I'm not going to name here. Uh, people that maybe you even listen to their sermons. Go look at their Twitter and see what things they say. And see how often they try to stir up debates on things that are dumb. That no one's talking about. Like, that no one's having, like, they aren't engaging some idea that uh, like is like important for people to, to hear the truth on this thing. They're finding it. They're digging, trying to find the most controversial thing that they can talk about online because they know people will be outraged and they'll quote tweet them and they'll show pictures of, uh, you know, what was said and they'll interact with it and it builds their fame. That doesn't fit with the qualifications. Not here in first Timothy three that they would have to find some different qualifications to fit into that idea of being a pastor. If you follow those people, don't follow them, like get rid of them. They're just trying to make people angry. And the thing about that, like I said, is that the church is there. Now you, you would, of course, if someone did this, like think about it this way. All right. If some pastor came in to your church and started saying, like, like, or, uh, let's say they were a guest speaker and they come into your pulpit and they start saying the most controversial things possible. All right. Things that have been said to me, Calvinism is heresy. <laughs> Rock and roll is evil because it came from Africa. <laughs> like these are things that I have heard said from a pulpit. If someone were to come into your church and say things like that, or say something about how, uh, men and women need to act in these certain ways. And if they don't, and it's very specific, and if they don't, then those people aren't even saved. You know, these are the things that get people riled up on Twitter. But if it was said in your church from a guest speaker, what would you do? If they were just trying to say the most controversial things to divide your church, what would you do? You're not having him back. You're calling whoever sent him. You're talking to your pastor and saying, why do you allow this guy up there? 
you know, or you're calling their home church and being like, hey, do you know this guy's out here saying this kind of stuff? Why is it any different online? The church is online. It might not be your specific local church, but Christians are online. And going online to do that purposely, big difference, big difference between just saying your opinion. You can say your opinion. I say controversial things because I actually believe them, but I don't say it in a way to actually tick people off. Now, maybe someone will get ticked off uh, and we can have conversations about that. But if I'm trying to like drop the nuance completely and I go online and I say the most controversial thing, knowing that I'm going to get a rise out of people and they're, they're going to quote tweet me. I am not fulfilling these qualifications. I'm not being sensible. I am being a bully. I am being quarrelsome if I were to do that. And just because it's online doesn't make a difference. It's real life. Real Christians are on there. Real Christians are being divided over these controversial takes that are being said as like a test of orthodoxy. So, yes, it matters. Online behavior matters for pastors. It matters for Christians. We need to be careful here on YouTube. I need to be careful about what I say, how I say it. You need to be careful in your online media, social media. I said that about like the oldest way that I could basically, (laughs) but in your social media, you need to be careful about this. We all need to be careful because there is a line between saying what you believe saying it strongly and being a troll. And we need to make sure that we're not being a troll. Are we being sincere in how we deal with people? Are we just trying to win arguments? Are we trying to elicit that emotional response? Or are we actually trying to affect change through factual truths and actually interacting with each other, having real relationship rather than just screaming into the void at someone? You need to be very careful about that. All right, let's uh, see what you guys have to say here. Uh, let's see. Proverbs 17, 11, more than happy to help. I appreciate that for those who might be hopping into the chat. I talked about, Hey, I'm doing it. I, I am asking people, Hey, you want this channel to get better? You want me to be able to do more stuff? Help a brother out, <laughs> help a brother out. Uh, hit me up on my PayPal link in the description. I'm trying to do like a fundraiser for a month to see if I can get some better equipment to be able to do more stuff easier easier is like the biggest deal like oh man makes a huge difference to be able to do things just a little bit a little bit easier uh let's see uh david it's also helpful to engage with people one-on-one so so much ministry opportunity is lost because it's happening in ego motivated public discourse yeah um and different platforms make this better and sometimes different platforms really hurt this. Uh, Twitter is not the place for discourse. It is the place for interaction. <laughs> All right. You can like something. You can have like a little idea that you put in there. If you're trying to have actual conversations, it ain't going to happen on Twitter. All right. I don't, I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> like I gave up on that, that media a long time ago, that social media. No, thanks. Uh, it was fun in college and then it got real bad. Uh, and I'm very glad that I got rid of it, (laughs) but I don't know, maybe that would be a better place for, uh, discourse, uh, but probably having a private chat. Yeah. Like what David's saying, one-on-one and being able to actually have a conversation. Uh, 
and interact with ideas and do it in a lengthy way, not with, I don't know, how many characters does Twitter allow now? 240? 1,000? I don't know. Uh, 1689 Baptist says, hey, brother. Hey, man. Uh, Joe's here. Hey, I'm here to troll. I would expect nothing less from you, Joe. Just kidding. Uh, Joe's great at this. Like, he, he'll say something and it'll be like, he'll use some of the sarcasm sometimes. Which I again I, I think that there's room for that because we see Jesus doing it. The sarcasm can be a helpful tool to convince someone if it's done in love and not just biting and not just trying to condescend to someone. Um, but yeah, he does this all the time of being able to interact with things in a good and healthy way to try to upbuild someone, uh, build up someone, upbuild. Is that a word, David? Also, potential Christians are watching often silently. They learn from, uh, they learn about Jesus through us. Yes, I agree with that. We need to be careful about what we say. But also, that line of thinking often is like, "Hey, Christians are wa- uh, or potential Christians, unbelievers are are watching this, so you can't you can't talk bad about that other fellow Christian or interact with them." That's often used to try to like get people out of having a conversation, and uh, just be clear like depending on uh the social media like a lot of times they ain't watching (laughs) like maybe here on youtube uh it seems like there's a lot more at least you know i have a bigger platform here on youtube than other places that i'm on uh so maybe i just get more of that but it seems like there are more people who are seeking out the faith here than on other platforms but yeah, there's, there's a case to be made there. And some of the things uh, some of those guys are saying is shocking. That one pastor is saying he wanted to throat punch someone. Yeah, uh, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. Pastors are constantly doing this. There's lots of pastors, lots of Christian leaders who you know who are going online and they're trying to find that most controversial take. And like, I just, like, how much time does that take? Like, I interact with things and most of what I do here on YouTube is reacting to something, but like creating stuff, it takes me a long time thinking through what would actually be helpful and what would actually work in in talking about something. And sometimes that really fails by the way. Um, But uh, I just think about the time that some of these guys invest in thinking through what can I say that's going to tick people off today? So they'll quote tweet me. So they'll take pictures of what I say. They'll clip out what I say and share it around. And the only thing that I come away from thinking from that is that someone who would do that is trying to build a little kingdom for themselves. They just want notoriety. Otherwise, I don't think that they would say things the way that they do. Because a lot of times these, these people aren't dumb. Like a lot of times they have more degrees than me. Uh, they are smarter than me and they, they know how to talk. Okay. It's not like they, they forgot, (laughs) uh, they're, they're purposely being so vague and not like vague in a way of like, they're very specific about like this key idea they want, they want to throw out there, but then they're vague about like the exceptions to that thing. Or sometimes they'll just leave out any exceptions and it'll be absolute and everything. And we know, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Uh, David, oh no, I want all the smoke. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, that's that's all I got for you today. Like I said, if you want to help me make this channel better, and if this stuff has been helpful for you, you can help me out for the next month. I'll be talking about it, and I'm sorry if you get sick of it, but I really want to try to make this channel just a little bit better 
so we could reach a little, uh, you know, not a little bit. I want to reach more people. I want to have a bigger YouTube to where we can have more people interacting in the chat. We can have even more ideas, conversations, all that kind of stuff. We can have more content here because I love it. And I think that there's potential like, uh, you know, we're, I'm, I'm getting close to 2000 and you know, if you can get 2000, why not 10,000 and who knows after that, but 10,000 would really help my family out a lot <laughs> and could make, uh, you know, could make a difference in how we do other ministry stuff here. So, uh, if you feel led in that way, um, you know, I'm not saying, Lord's going to bless you. He's not going to, you know, <laughs> if you're going to sow a seed of faith, that's not what we're doing. Uh, but if you want to help me out and try to make this channel just a little bit better, link in the description for my PayPal and trying to just get a few things. Like I said, biggest thing right now is just getting a new stream deck that has more buttons than the six would really make a difference in uh, being able to, you know, do more live streams and make it a lot easier for me to be able to do it. I can come down here just like, I would also like to get things automated to where I can just hit a couple buttons, boom, ready to go. It takes a little bit to set some things up right now. So if you want to help me out, help me out through that. Uh, I will be doing more streams throughout the week. Like I said, be on the lookout. Even, you know, some of you guys are like enough with the changes, the backgrounds, the thumbnails. So sorry, but I'm trying to make things work here on YouTube. So I'm going to be changing up things and trying new things. And I might give up on a theme every couple weeks. I'm really paying attention to the analytics now. And it is making a difference. Apparently, good design and things that look cool doesn't really matter here on YouTube. You guys want bright colors. And I could do that. <laughs> we could do bright colors. <laughs> um, not you guys. I'm saying the new people. Okay. All right enough of that. Uh, so I'll be back probably Wednesday for a stream and an after live. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, if you are not subscribed, think about subscribing and Hey, to all the people, uh, who want me to talk about a certain documentary coming out and all of that. I ain't gonna, <laughs> I'll troll you a little bit. <laughs> like, I hope that was a friendly troll. <laughs> there are good trolls and there are bad trolls, you know? Just having fun. Not really trolling, but um, yeah. Anyways, I'll see you on Wednesday. Enough of this. <laughs>